0: Um, So, how many of you have ever been to Catalina Islands? Okay. So it's 22 miles, Catalina Island, from shore to the mainline. And in 1952, there was a young lady named Florence Chadwick. She was the first woman to swim across the English Channel twice. And she got up that morning and said, I'm going to swim from Catalina Island to mainland California. True story. So they woke up early morning, it was foggy and chilly, and she made the trek. And 15 hours she swam in this foggy air, chilly air. Boats were accompanying her and she said, "Ah, I can't do this, I'm getting tired. And her mom said, you're very close, don't give up. And she kept pushing forward and all she saw was this fog and she felt like, I can't do this. 15 hours had passed, 15 hours. Just, just think, waking, staying awake in a chair 15 hours is hard. And this lady is swimming. And finally, exhausted, frustrated, and just depleted, she gave up. She says, I, I'm done. Pull me out. It was until she was in the boat that she discovered she was less than half a mile away from the shore. She just couldn't see it. At the news conference the next day, she said, quote, unquote, all I could see was the fog. I think if I could have seen the shore, I would have made it. All I could see was a fog. If I think if I could have seen the shore, I would have made it. She realized if she was able to just see what she was going for, she would have not given up. 2018, I just want to say this to us as a charge to our people gathered here this morning, keep your eyes on Jesus and don't give up. In 2018, keep your eyes on Jesus and don't give up. Because we're going to feel like we swam 15 hours. We're going to hit a time in our lives where you felt like, I just want to pull out, I just give up on everything. And what I charge to you, because this is a marathon, 2018 is one year out of many years, is keep your eyes on Jesus and don't give up. And so today we had a text from Apostle Paul, 2 Timothy, um, and chapter 4, it says, Paul, if there's anybody who could have quit in his life, it's Apostle Paul. If there's anybody who should have given up on God, it's Apostle Paul. And instead of giving up, he says this statement, right? He says, it's right up here. Can we read this together? I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now, Paul here, when he wrote this letter, he was this close to dying. He knew it's, it's over. He's going to be dying in the hands of the Romans. He knew his life was coming to an end. He looks back on his life, and he says this. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Did he give up? Never. Why? His eyes were fixed on Jesus. And so this is Apostle Paul, and as he says these words, I just want to break down those three things. Fight the good fight, finish the race, and keep keeping the faith. And this is the hope for you as you keep your eyes on Jesus and don't give up in your walk, in your life for him. So fight the good fight. We fight a lot. So what kind of fight is this? This is not the fighting of, like, you know, with your spouses, with your bosses. That's not the good fight. You've heard that before. Hey, fight the good fight. Movies have used it. Secular people have borrowed Christian verses. But you know what Paul means by fight the good fight? There's only one war that Paul's fighting. And as a prisoner of Rome, it wasn't against the Romans. As a Christian, it wasn't against non-Christians. You know, we made everything so, like, bipolar like if you're a democrat you must despise the republicans if you're a liberal you must despise the conservatives and vice versa paul's fight was one fight and he says it in ephesians 6 put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the who For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. For the rest of your life, everyone in this room, whether you're a Christian or not, or searching, the Apostle Paul knew it, even Jesus knew it, and faithful men and women of God in the church, in the history of the world, knew it. You are constantly going to be in one war. And that is the battle against the darkness, the enemy, against the principalities. And in that battle, do not give up. Do not relent. Because you live for Christ, and you've already had the victory. You've already claimed an owner and a prize. You just have to wait upon that and own it. And Paul is saying, I have finished the I have fought the good fight. He's never given into this darkness. And he's trusting the church to say, put on the armor, because you better be ready with the sword of the, which is the word, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, helmet of salvation, the foot, that covers the gospel. And so Paul is saying in 2017 and 2018 for us this year. Be ready to fight the good fight. So question to you is, in 2017, this is a fun life group question. If you were to look at your spiritual life, are you walking out of 2017 with a black eye? Or are you walking out of 2017 with a tougher armor? God, you've been good. I am close with you. You are my commander-in-chief. Let's go to 2018. And what I want to say to you is, today... We need to be prepared to fight the good fight. And it's not your neighbors. It's not the person next to you. It's against the enemy, the devil. And we want to be ready for 2018 and thrive in that and fight the good fight. So Paul is saying, I have fought the good fight. I have not given the devil a budge. He goes on, I have finished the race. Kids, one of the things that your parents will probably tell you is whenever you're going to start a job, always finish it. Just can you turn to the person next to you? Finish the job. Just says, finish the job. Now listen to this. The job God has for you and me, it's not to be perfect. I'm gonna the job God has for you and me to do, it's not for you to be perfect. That was Jesus' job. He was perfect. The job God has for you and me is not to be victorious that was accomplished already on the cross when Jesus died and rose again. Here's a job for you and me. Our job is to run and live in such a way, aiming at the prize, that we could finish this race strong. That's it. Your job is not to be a righteous, legalistic Pharisee. It's to be a humble, faithful, devoted follower of Jesus Christ and finish this life that he's given to you by the blood of his son, and finish it well. So Paul's race was specifically the task that God gave to him to say, "I want you to know you're saved, not just so you go to heaven." That's something that we modern Christians have made up. That Jesus Christianity is about being saved so we go to heaven. That was not the idea of the early Christians. The idea was. We've been saved so that we could be reunited with God and to live out for his glory, his kingdom on earth, and to further his name. In America, we've made it about, I want God so he could bless me, keep me safe, comfort me, and make my children happy. I don't know if that's in the Bible even. We've made it that way. And so, he starts out 2 Timothy 4 with these words. Ready? This is the... Race he's running. Preach the word. He's saying this to Timothy, this young pastor. Be ready in season and out of season, which I find to be funny. You should only preach the gospel in two times, in season or out of season. Like like Paul's got a sense of humor. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching but have itching ears. They will accumulate for themselves teachers who suit their own passions. In other words, they'll make truth up. Whatever makes them feel good, they're going to go with that. And will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your destiny. Sorry, too much Star Wars. Fulfill your ministry. Isn't that cool? Fulfill it. Your job and my job, we were saved for a purpose. And the finishing this race well means we have done our work of living a life that proclaims Jesus Christ in word and deed. And the church said, amen. Paul is ending his life in a prison and he's saying, I finished the race. I'm writing this letter on my final days. This is finishing strong. You have been saved for good works. You're not saved by good works, but you have been saved for good works, which is to proclaim Jesus Christ in the world. And so this is what the church today, I think, has gotten off track. The world knows the church has become way too political about just one thing, about damning people, condemning people. And I like what the world is saying. Tell us what you're for. Don't tell us what you're against. And Jesus is saying, I'm for abundant life. I'm for renewal. I'm for forgiveness of sins. I'm for defeating death. I'm for ending disease. I'm for ending injustice. I'm for proclaiming God's glory on earth so that there is no sin or injustice that's going to rail against the weak. And God is raising up an army. And so in this, we place ourselves at God's hand and say, help us to finish this race. When we make Christian life about our family comfort, you have forgotten the race, and you are not finishing your race strong. Are you saved? By the grace of God, you are, but you're not running this race strong. Running this race means living out God's purpose for your life and your family in 2018. And rest of it. Lastly, he goes on and he says, I have kept the faith. Can you say to your neighbor, keep your faith? What does that mean? What does that even mean? Faith is simply this. I trust and I cling to Jesus Christ as my confidence. I surrender to him. I cling to him. I hold to him. I have now wavered. And this faith, it's a gift from God that holds me together. The faith itself is a gift from God. And so I was thinking about faith, and I got so encouraged by this. Can you raise your hand? This part, just be candid. How many of you just have failed in one way or another throughout your whole life, morally, um, business-wise, spiritually? Just If you failed in any way, can you just raise your hand? and can you turn to the person next to you by the grace of Jesus Christ, it's okay to fail. Just. And I am so encouraged that Paul says, I have kept the faith. Because I'm thinking, when I look at Hebrews 11, the hall of fame of these great people, look at the people that they list. You ready? First guy, he had this beautiful wife and he was so afraid that someone might kill him for his wife. He lied about his wife and said, she my sister. She ain't my wife. Twice. His name was Abraham. Next guy was this covenanted guy. God blessed him. He was a youngest spoiled snob who did not know how to treat his brothers. Look at this. Daddy loves me the best. His name was Joseph. (laughs) This next guy murdered somebody (laughs) and instead of facing up to it, runs away for 40 years. Hides a dead body and runs away as a criminal. What's his name? Moses. Israel is listed in the Hall of Fame as they were traveling through the desert. What did they do? Merely worship a golden calf. Samson is listed in the Hall of Fame. What did he do? slept with a prostitute, got drunk, womanized, let his anger take over him. David, an adulterer. Look at this guy. He's not in the Hall of Fame, but we know him. Jesus, I will never deny you. Even if all will deny you, I will deny you. Weren't you with Jesus? I don't know him. (laughs) Three times. His name is Peter. Here's my encouragement. What got these people into the Hall of Fame? Was it their accomplishment, their works? You know, when you look at it, Hebrews writer says they received faith. So that's their part. They clung to the Lord, even their failures. And that's our application. But what held them together was this grace of God to love and use broken failure. like you and me. Let me say that one more time. God loves using broken people who failed for His work. By His grace, He makes them whole. And we are in the Hall of Fame not because we've been good, but despite our our falls, God redeems us. This is what keeping the faith looks like. You're going to fail. You may stumble. You may have secrets, but here's what God is saying. You cling and trust in me, I can forgive you. I can make you whole, and I will use you. The key here is repentance. It's not just this mere grace. For our part, there has to be repentance. And I stumbled upon this verse, and I put it up there in Jeremiah fifteen nineteen. If you repent, I will restore you, that you may serve me. This is God talking to Israel. If you utter worthy, not worthless words, you will be my spokesman. God loves taking people who repent of their sins and says, I want to use them. When I do youth ministry, uh, the kids that I used to love reaching out to the most were not the good kids. I love the skaters. I love the gang members because they were so real. When they changed, they don't play games. They're not two-faced. And when they're restored, they become sometimes the best leaders in the whole church. And I realized, God, your economy is so weird. The greater the sin, the greater the grace, and He uses us for His glory. We just have to be humble, receive this mercy and grace, repent, and allow God to use us. So I wanted to encourage us at the last Sunday of 2017 with these words. Fight the good fight, don't give up. Finish the race, don't give up. Keep the faith, don't give up. And. I started out with a swimming story and I'll end with a running story. There was a man named Jim Ryan. Does anybody know Jim Ryan, the world record holder, 1970s Olympics? He was set to win the Olympics in 1972, I believe. He ran the 1500, he was in the pack, and he ran. This is the guy who held the record for the fastest 1500. Guys, he was a lightning bolt. So everyone's like, Jim Ryan's going to win. Guess what happened after the first lap? In the crowd and the pack. He tripped, rolled, and fell. And the crowd went, oh. And the pack just moved on. Now, Jim Ryan had two choices. Just sit there and get angry. All this hours of days of effort, meaningless. Two, just go home. You know what Jim Ryan did that made him a legend and why we're talking about him today? He got up brushed off his scratches in frustration and anger and he kept running and this is what a pastor named Gordon McDonald says and I'll use his words rather he seemed to have had only one thought that eclipsed all those possibilities I've mentioned getting up and running again finishing even if he couldn't win and that is what Jim Ryan did he got up and ran again Others won medals, but Ryan won a large measure of respect when he determined to finish the race. Many biblical challenges call us to a performance in the Christian life worthy of a medal, but underlying all of those encouragements is an even more important one. Finish the race. If Jesus Christ has bought you by his blood and death and his resurrection, you have a race. Can you just say that? I have a race to run. And all God is saying to you is 2018 is one year amongst many that he wants you to be stronger, faithful, humble, and doing it for his glory and finish your race strong no matter where you've been in 2017. None of us in this room have gotten to this point because of our righteousness, but because of Christ's righteousness. And in Christ, we can't get up We can finish the race, and we can finish strong. Proclaim Christ. Make God the center of your life and your family's life, and watch what he's going to do in your life in 2018. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your grace. Thank you when we stumble and fall, we can get up, because you're a God who doesn't give up on us. Thank you, God, for your incredible invitation to do life together with us, despite us, but actually also through us. And so, Lord, I don't know what 2018 brings, and I'm neither an optimist nor a pessimist, but I trust you, and we cling to you. And we love what we see in Paul, that at the very end of his life, we want to be able to say the same thing. That, God, we could look at you and say, God, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race, and I have kept my faith in you. Let that be the prayer of this community and the world. No matter what trials may come, help us to get up and finish strong with your help. We pray these things in Jesus' name, who taught us to pray.